Tonight's show is brought to you by the Imperial Federalist Labor Party of Aloxy's Vixens. We're a fun, independent faction that's conveniently located near resource extraction sites, conflict zones, if we're lucky, and has excellent outfitting and shipyards. From mining to bounty hunting to smuggling and more, come to Tombow Station in Orcus and hang with Veloxi's Vixens today. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian. Joining me, as always, is your co-host, Jim. A moon made out of Cheeto dust. Mm, We'll talk about that. And back from sabbatical, you love him, we missed him, it's our good co-host, Hunter. The reports of my assimilation are greatly exaggerated. Dude, I love sabbatical. Uh, Were they on tour or what? (laughs) I got all their albums. (laughs) Yeah, black sabbatical. Is, yeah. is there a way to pause this damn game? Because everything seems to be moving so fast. Yeah. Oh, pause there, it. there's, there's a... a small little. Button. Oh, Jesus! There it is. I found it. Yeah. Okay. There's a small little button. Um. Yeah. I don't know the keystroke for that. I never figured. I couldn't. I don't have a manual. Um. I have a you manual. Have a it's just still guy. in this in this in the sealed box. You know. So. <sighs> I tried to find a strategy guide. One, it's obviously out of print, but two, nobody had it. eBay didn't yeah, have it. it. Amazon didn't the, have it. I sent you the game facts. Well, that's, the guys. That, that's handy, but there actually was a printed strategy guide that someone wrote, mm. and I kind of want that because I like this kid. But we'll get to that. Uh, first, um, we got a wel- we got a big welcome back for Hunter. We haven't had you in a couple of months, few months. It's been a while. It's been like since the summer, I think. It's been a while, yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, welcome back. Uh, you got a new job, right? Where are you working? Um, tell, tell the folks. Well, that's a long story. Uh, yeah, that's what? that's a long story. We're not gonna we're not gonna talk about that at the moment. However, oh. um, things have things have d- definitely opened up for me to be able to do more of this, Yay. as well as um. You know, I've got other little gaming projects here and there I've been doing on the side, so it helps right. to open those up a little bit more. Well, but yeah, but what, things are good. Say what those are. Pimp yourself real quick. Um, yeah, so I do some stuff with uh, a fun little website called playlegit.net. We have a monthly show that we're doing right now called Level Start um, that we just brought back last month, and we're getting ready to record the second episode for the month of December really soon. Um so yeah, things have been going rather well because um, it is December, right? Because because it is December. Yeah. Got a birthday and then, and then on the, tomorrow or on the eleventh? Hunter will be rolling up to Jim Town. Yes, and Wait, we're gonna yes? go. Yeah, what's he's going up on? here? We're gonna go see Gidget the Midget live. <laughs> what's there? The, no. Is there what? No, we're going to a tabletop convention up close to where Jim lives. Like oh, that five miles like, from my house. I don't that even sounds understand like fun. that. That sounds like the convention you didn't get to go to when we met in Virginia. Yeah, uh, well, no. It, it's it's more like uh, D&D, Magic the Gathering They had that stuff. there, but yeah, it, was more, it was mostly war games, but yeah. they had some of that there. I, I kind of dig on the tabletop war game stuff, right? Like, um, it's MoatCon. And it's going to be here in Youngsville at the National Guard Armory, the 11th through the 13th. That's like 35 bucks to get in. This is the first wow. one that's open to the public. It's been like a private event with the Raleigh what? Tabletop Gamers Association for several years. 
Um, and I, I, I pinged Bruce Jarek about it to see if he was wanting to go because he lives over in Cary. And, uh, but he was like, well, you know, they don't really do any wargaming stuff. It's, you know, some tabletop miniatures stuff, yes, but not, right. not his cup of tea. Right. That's fair. So, yeah, that's what's pretty much been going on with me. Uh, I picked up as a birthday gift from my wonderful wife. She got me the collector's edition of StarCraft II's Legacy of the Void. So, I've been playing that like a madman. Um, Right. And that one's that one's actually a lot of fun. The story in that one's just uh, really nuts. I'm in the epilogue right now, so it's like the final missions after the main story. It's like the wrapping everything up kind of section, and uh, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. Huh. I, I will have to say, there's a lot of stuff I didn't see coming, and um, I'm enjoying. Is, that's every the last. That's that's the last chapter of that whole kit and caboodle, isn't it? Yeah, it's supposed to be. That's so. I don't know if they're going to try and do like a StarCraft three down the road. Rumor has it, I think that they're going to try and do like another Warcraft uh, RTS. But oh, I don't know if that's God. true. Thank I don't God. know if that's true or not. But there's been. I problems. would love that. I really liked Warcraft two and so, three. I didn't really play one, but I love. So a thing, three. a thing that I have heard is that they are actually hiring people like retroy people, kind of like Night Dive. But not them. Huh. But so the oh. rumor is that they're going to try to get Warcraft one and two running on modern systems again. Oh, those would sell like hotcakes if you could play them through modern. Yeah, well, uh, if they could Net? sell them through GOG or even oh, Battle.net. Even better, even better. Yeah, I mean, that tells I me. Can't you still get Warcraft two through Battle.net? I thought I owned it. I, um, I don't know. I don't know I'm if you can sure. even play it on Windows 7. You can get, you can get StarCraft and Brood War huh. um, downloaded and playing through their stuff. Um, That's but, crazy. And they in Battle.net, uh, as a matter of fact, Blizzard has released um, some other games, too, that were classics. What was the one with... Uh, the Vikings, I think you can get their the Vikings Lost game. Vikings, yes. I think that's, that is a game that you can actually download. Yeah. Um, well, but, that's crazy. Yes, very. And then they have one other one, I think, too, that's in their list that you can actually uh, download. But, but, yeah, enough about that. Uh, other than that, really the only other games I've been playing mm. uh, has been StarCraft II, Fallout 4, and I guess today I was playing a little bit of Elite, so yeah. Ah, Elite. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, first, folks, today is December 1st. The, the Steam Autumn Sale ended today, uh, the 2015 Autumn Sale. And they did something a little different, which I thought was interesting. They had no dailies or flash sales. It was just one price, and that was, that was, that was it for the, the, the entirety of the whole thing. Did you guys get anything on the? I got a lot of things. What did you guys? Did you guys get anything on the sale? Um, I I did not. I'm actually holding off until the winter the winter deals come out with uh, the holidays <laughs> and stuff like that. So that's fair. It was a pretty good sale. I got a lot of stuff. Jim, did you get anything? I got. I got stuff. Yeah. What'd you, let me, what'd you let get? me look. I'm gonna look at my my list. Well, I got a few things. Uh, I, I did get Galaxy. Which is you were right, Jim. That's pretty fucking great. Yeah. Um, got a got, lot of. Go ahead. I got Narco Terror. What is that? Uh, it's a twin stick shooter. Oh. It's it's a little bit over the top, like '80s super cop. 
fighting all the narco guys. Kind of, yeah. It's it's weird. It's Smash TV ish. Ooh. Yeah, it's right it's one of those eyes. games that's like campy. Not the greatest game, but it's not bad. I like. You know, I mean, it, it ain't Alpha Zylon, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> I got uh, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. Uh, Dan talked nice. me into Impossible Creatures, which I oh, do not wait. have any love for. Wait, Hot Pursuit—that's the Criterion one, right? Uh, Need that's for Speed open... Hot Pursuit. That oh no, I'm thinking uh, Most Wanted. Though that's the oh. really I haven't played Hot Pursuit, but Most Wanted's amazing. Um, let's see, and I got uh, Street Fighter Five Ultra. Street Fighter mm. 4 Ultra, whichever. Um, yeah. Oh, I bought, uh, in Spacey Games, I finally got Star Horizon, because it was like a couple bucks, right? And Star St- Horizon? Yeah, Star Horizon is a uh, on-rails is it, shooter. I was going to say, is it that rail shooter thing? Yeah, it is. Yeah, and I the whole thing, uh, The whole thing does auto-aim, right? Yeah. And, and you fly, you know, with the mouse or gamepad or whatever. The what? problem is with the... Well, I mean, it, did you ever play Panzer Dragoon? It's like playing Panzer Dragoon. Uh. So, but the problem is there's no aim spot on the screen. So you're moving the ship around, and it seems to choose what it's going to auto-aim at based on what's like closest to the nose of your ship, which is huh. not necessarily where the vanishing point, you know, if you think about the, the 3D effect... You know, like yeah. if you follow the line of the nose of the ship off into the distance, that's not really where the nose of the ship is pointing. So it shoots kind of off. Oh. From, it's it's a little weird like that. So I, I'm I'm not entirely in love with it. If it had a crosshair on the screen showing me where I was going to shoot, and then I could just move the crosshair and the ship would chase it kind of freelancer style, oh. I would be perfect with that. But I don't know. A little learning curve there, and I and I looked in the uh, comments on Steam, and there was multiple people that were saying the same thing. So well, I'm not alone in that. Um, real see. quick, real quick, uh, call back to Blizzard. I just looked it up. The classic games that they offer are Warcraft Three, oh. uh, Starcraft Anthology, uh, Diablo Two, Blackthorn, oh, wow. The Last Vikings. Blackthorn. Rock and roll racing. Those are the classic wow. ones that you can get. Those are some mass. There's some massive gaps right there that they should fill. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, just wanted to say. <laughs> oh, those thank real you, quick. thank you. So yeah, that was pretty much it, right? Like uh, Vice City was like a buck, so I grabbed it. Um, yeah, oh, that one's so good. Yeah, it was, and uh, the crew because they finally got it down to like thirteen dollars instead of thirty. So I was like, yeah, I'll try that. Oh, I saw, you, I saw you bought that. How yeah, because every time I log into Steam, it's like Strategical, and the guys are like playing the crew. And it's just like, man, if they're still playing that thing and, and as intensely as they have been, there's got to be something going on there. So I, I downloaded it. I, I've only messed with it maybe like 10 minutes thus far. There's like an initial like police chase thing. Uh, where you're in a truck and you're running from it. Um, you don't seem to collide with trees. Yeah, I just kind of like drove through the woods <laughs> with the Fun. truck. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I was expecting it to be more like a Grand Theft Auto Five kind of thing, but it's not so much. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's just a different animal, right? But it, but it's the the selling point of the game was like if you can see it, you can drive there. So, okay. Right. But then again, Grand Theft Auto 5, if you can see it, you can drive there, right? So, yeah. That's true. 
but it's got mm-hmm. a lot less uh, tight of vehicle physics. That's oh okay, that's cool. Yeah, but it's definitely better than Watch Dogs. <laughs> Isn't that true of a lot of games? I, from what Everything I is better than the driving in Watch Dogs. Oh, the driving. Yeah. The the rest of the game's okay. The driving in Watch Dogs is... Yeah, that's why we don't play Watch Dogs. Uh-huh. Damn. Well, uh, on my end, I bought a lot of cheap shit. I got um, lots of old strategy games, like the, all the Disciples games and all these old Total War games. They were like two bucks each, you know? Uh... Got oh yeah, we both the... we both bought one more dungeon. One more dungeon? Yeah, that three D roguelike. It... Oh yeah, I think didn't I get that before the sale? I don't know, I, but that I think was so. yeah, that's not bad. I did get a lot of roguelikes. I got uh oh god, I got shut up and dig. I got tower climb. I got just get through. I got princess loot pixel again and vagante. Those are all the roguelikes I bought. And uh, so far, tower climb is goddamn incredible. Vagante is pretty good, too. Uh, I got a lot of DLC. I cl- completed my DLC collection for Warhammer, Armageddon, and Dungeon of the Endless, and Hegemony Rome, and Endless Legend. Just lots of DLC. Just lots of little things. I got like 20, 30 things, but there were, most of them were pretty cheap. <laughs> it was a pretty good sale, though. They, they, got me, they, they got me hook, line, sinker. I'll tell you that. I also got this game called Project Snowblind, which apparently was supposed to be a Deus Ex game, but then wasn't. Mm. It's, it's very Deus Exy. <laughs> it sounds like I'm saying it's sexy. Uh, it's very Deus Ex. Very, very Deus Ex. Oh, <laughs> uh, Jim, it looks like here it says you got the Spore Complete Pack? I did. I got that a while ago. I haven't played it, though. Apparently the space... Everyone tells me I need to play the space portion of that game. And you get the Grandia 2 Anniversary Edition. Nice, nice Yeah, grab. I didn't finally get that. That was a Dreamcast game, wasn't it? Uh, uh, I remember it on PlayStation 2, but I didn't have a Dreamcast, <laughs> so I don't know. Sorry. Yeah, that was a pretty good sale. I wonder what they're going to do for the uh, the winter sale, because like we were saying, there were, there were no flashes. Yeah, well, they, ran out of, I, they ran out of shit to sell me, though, I think. Well, the the problem I think though, and, and we talked a little bit too. about it on we talked a little bit about it on Facebook, is it's just kind of like there's gonna be a sale and shit's gonna go batshit crazy on low prices, and you just it's kind of like the need to like buy it now when there's a sale is kind of like muffled for me now. Like it's just not as big a deal because I've got yeah. plenty of other shit I'm playing right now, and I know I, know. I can get it on a sale later. So like, like I, City Skylines, I really want to play City Skylines, and eh, it was on sale. But, it's alright. Well, it's okay. I mean, the thing wow. about City Skylines is it doesn't really feel like you're being challenged. It feels like it's just a soapbox, and you're putting shit in it, and that's it. That's what it felt like to me. So it wasn't like a. It didn't feel like oh. Zeus. It didn't feel like Sim City. It felt like oh, here's some here's some land. Put some buildings here. Whatever. Well, the point I was trying to make was, is like, you know, Wait, is that is that like a cat thing? You put shit in a sandbox. Y- yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um. So you know, it's kind of stuff like that, and uh, I was I was fascinated by this sale that there wasn't any of those flash sales, which I think 
has been kind of an issue for them in the past, to be quite honest with you. I feel like there's been people who've played the system really well. Um, yeah. It's the same thing when, like, GOG does their, like, we've only got so many of these. If you click on it now, you'll, like, get one during their rotation, which they seem to have stopped doing that because it's just like... Thank God. <laughs> you know, you would you would be like, all right, and, like, the next one would show up and you'd click download and be like, they're all gone already, and you're like... It was just here, and it still says it has 600 left, but, like, the counter's so slow compared to the mass amount of people that were actually, like, trying to grab them all at once and playing the system. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, I don't know if Steam, if Valve has been having those kind of issues or not. Uh, I'd I'd be kind of curious to see what they do for the holidays, that's for sure. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how well... I I mean, they're not going to say how well this sale did, obviously. Uh, Oh, wait a minute. Um. Anyway, so um, yeah, they're not going to say how well this sale did, obviously, but I'm 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 going to be fascinated to see, you know, how well it does for them. You know what I mean? Just totally mm-hmm. fascinated to see how well it does for them, and for I'm sure there'll be some devs that say whether the uh, sale went well for them or not. You know, that's what I'm interested in. Oh, it looks like you finally picked up Tron 2.0. That was a I fun did. one. Well, I have it on disc. It's just I've been wanting to get it on Steam, so I finally did. Uh, I think the weirdest purchase I made was AIM2, which is this oh, open, that's a good world, one. open world robot game from Europe. Yeah, that is actually pretty darn cool. Did you see the reviews on it? It's like massively popular, like thumbs up. It's funny because I played the first one via Gamersgate ages ago, and I enjoyed it. I cannot um, find the first one. I wanted to check it out. It's on Gamersgate. I don't think you can get the set first one on Steam, but I know I have it through Gamersgate. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, I got it for like a buck a while ago, and it's actually pretty damn good. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, overall, I'm quite happy with the sale. I mean. So, out of the games you got, which is, because I know my answer, but what's the one game you guys got, either in the sale or recently, that really just surprised you, that, like, has totally taken over your time? Is there any game that's been like, wow, I'm glad I got this? Well, yeah, uh, StarCraft 2, for sure. Okay, well, that was kind of an obvious answer for for, for you, I guess. What about yeah, you, Chief? Well, well, <laughs> well, dick. Yeah, you know, I've I've been I would have to say uh to to rustle his Jimmy's Star Star Wars Battlefront 3. Oh. Yeah. Now why why do you feel Jimmy's would be rustled? Uh because we spent so much time rehearsing how we were going to hate on that game whenever it came out and then right. I I ended up getting it. And, you know, because it's like, okay, it's Star Wars, right? I had to get my head around the fact that it's a $120 game, right? You can't approach that game thinking like, oh, this is going to be anything less than a $120 purchase, right? Um, Because if you don't buy the DLC for that thing, you might as well just not. Just don't even get it. But um, it does, it lets you at least pay on the installment plan, Right. The my my thought about it is, it's like Star Wars. Uh, it's the Pizza the Hut edition because you get to buy the game by the slice. Right. 
You know, right, so. I've, I've thought long and hard about this, and one of the things I've come to realize about Star Wars Battlefront is that if I, if it was lower in cost, or if someone gave me a copy, I would play the shit out of it when the time felt right. You know, like, you know, it's just like, oh, I've got 30 minutes to kill. I'm going to play some Battlefront for a little while. Like, I totally would. I've watched Jim. Jim's thrown up a few streams of it. Mm. I just hate that it costs so darn much. Like, I just think that is. But it looks fun. I'm not going to I'm not going to deny that. Yeah, I don't know if I'm ever going to get it unless it's like really seriously on sale. Like like Titanfall, I got for like eight bucks, for example. With like all the DLC, so I'll probably wait a year until they do that. <laughs> Same you with know, Fallout that's, Four. That's kind of what I'm feeling is going to happen with it too. It's totally going to happen. It's going to be the. It'll be <laughs> full price for like a year, and on the one year anniversary, it'll be like, bam! Here it is with all the DLC for thirty bucks. Yeah, I might not even buy it for thirty. Let's no, that space flight somewhere. Uh, you know, you never know what's going to happen in the DLC. They haven't said what they're going to do, right? They, it's That's it's true. one new mode and four new maps per DLC. So by That's the time true. we get done, because it's got four maps in this one, right? Yeah, so, uh, kind of. So. Well, the, okay. So here's here's the other thing. The other modes aren't super compelling. Um, I do like the uh, the capture and hold thing. You know, where it's like there's there's three bases, you know, and basically hold hold them, right? Um, right. And then there's uh, instead of capture the flag, they call it cargo because you know you can't just have a flag, right? So, um, but you're trying to like capture the cargo in the hangar and and run it over and tag your cargo with it. Wow, it's capture the flag. Um, and then they have another thing that is uh, it's basically stronghold where they'll drop a, a base somewhere and then it's like, okay, go fight for that point. All right. Somebody caught it. Now there's a new one that spawns somewhere else, right? Go fight for that one. Um, and then, uh, there's like a domination mode where it's, you know, hold the three things, but it's droids and the droids actually kind of roam around. So it's like a moving point that you're supposed to get. Um, it's kind of interesting modes, but the one that everybody seems to be playing is the, uh, the Walker assault. Which is, you know, there's two AT-ATs, and they're walking towards something at the end of the map. Um, so the the trick here is there's four different planets, right? There's a lava planet, and the forest moon Endor, and the Hoth, and uh, another one. Oh, Tatooine, right? So there's there's a desert, lava, ice, and forest. Um, so those that map is actually cut into like four different maps and the other modes that use smaller maps will use one of those. So there's four maps times four. So it's really 16 maps. But when you play the Walker assault mode, it joins all those maps together for that planet because the walkers need to have like 15 minutes of walking time to get to their objective, to give you a chance to kill them. So when people play Walker mode, they're like, well, there's only four maps. It's like, well, yeah. So whenever they say in the DLCs, yeah, we're going to give you four new maps. I'm wondering, is it going to be one map for Walker mode that's then cut into four and you can say it's four and make it sound bigger? Probably. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. 
I don't know. I I don't regret the purchase though because it's fun. But the way that I play the game, like other people, you know, and I've read reviews, especially from people that that are like in air quotes professional reviewers. So the the deal is, you got this game, and you have to review it. So you have to put like thirty hours into this thing in a week or two, right? So Mm. you you just like you, you just take the the Kool-Aid bucket and chug it, right? Uh, So at the point that you've put so much concentrated time in the game, you're completely burnt out on that shit, right? And and I can totally get that. So people are like, well, you know, I played it like 10 or 15 hours, and I've seen everything. And it's like, well, yeah. But is it less fun or, or what? I don't know, because the way that I play it is I'll pick it up for like an hour a night and dick around in it and then play something else. Right. But if I sat there and just marathoned it for a whole weekend, yeah, I'd probably burn myself out on it and I'd need like a couple of weeks before I wanted to come back, but I just don't play it that way. And I think that people playing it the way I play it is more what the game is intended for. Not for the people that is like, Oh, I got call of duty and I, and you know, I, I the first weekend in call of duty, black ops three. And I, and I like leveled up to 50 and I started my prestige stuff and I unlocked all the guns, you know, by by like Monday morning, I had it all. Yeah, you can't do that with this thing. It'll it'll just like burn your brain out because mm-hmm. it's not complex enough to hold you that long. But what it is good is it's really simple. You can pick it up and get in there and shoot some stormtroopers and jump on a speeder bike and drive that shit. Get in a scout walker, you know. Do you just do Star Wars stuff, you know? And but people are like, well, all the guns are the same. Well, they're all blasters, yes, <laughs> but some Which of them... Which is true of Star Wars for the most part, I mean... Right, yeah, but... what? Okay, so look at Call of Duty, right? Because that's, that's the comparison that everybody's making. So let's look at Call of Duty here. Well, what stats do the guns have? What makes them different? They have rate of fire, they have uh, what range they're effective at, how much damage per bullet, right? And how many bullets are in the clip? Well... Star Wars blasters have exactly those same four stats. So what's different, right? Like, here's the little thing. It's like a submachine gun. It shoots really fast. has a small clip, you know. It it has to, well, it's not reload, but it has to cool down, right? Um, It's it's an ammo limit. But anyway, um, you know, it's just like, what's different there? I think what people are bitching about is not so much that all all the guns are the same. It's that there is no gun that's an AWP. You know, this is not my god rifle, and I ground. You know, I I like grind it on the game until I'm level fifty, and now I unlock this this rifle that lets me just fucking hit people with lightning bolts from heaven. Right? right. No, there is no gun that's like that. So, you know, if if you expect like. Oh well, I finally earned the overpowering thing, you know that that's like totally OP, and and now I dominate. No, it ain't there. The other thing <clears throat> that's interesting about it is that it does not give the like some people. In fact, whenever we first played it, we were like, "This is ludicrous." They just left the power ups laying around <laughs> on the map, so it's not like it's not like oh, I have to get so many kills and then I earn the power up or whatever. You just find it laying there. Right, and then you can either use it effectively or you don't because you suck. But you know, um, and there, and the thing about if you play Battlefield, like old school Battlefield, like Battlefield nineteen forty two, 
to Battlefield, you know, three or whatever, they they would have the aircraft on the runway. So instead of people fighting and and you know playing the objective, they would all be standing there in a line waiting for the airplane to spawn. Right. Right. Well, that bullshit doesn't happen here because the starfighters are actually a drop out on the battlefield. You just run by and it's like, oh, there's a TIE fighter. Grab it, you know, and then, and then jump in it. So there's no bullshit of people like just standing around and, and trying to hog the vehicles and stuff because it just doesn't happen. Um, so I look at that and I just say, okay, everything about this game is like a concession to friendliness to new players and casualer players, right? Like, we don't want to piss the player off. We don't want to frustrate them. And we don't want, like, oh, well, this guy is really good at the game. Therefore, he's killing a lot of people, which means he gets kill streak rewards, which is special. You know, he drops, like, nukes on people. Well, now, because he had a high score to begin with, now he can, like, get a super high score because we just gave him the tools that are like, you know, you go Rambo and here have a nuke, <laughs> you know, like it, it just, you know, so it's kind of like, no, it kind of evens out the, the battlefield. And I think that that is where the people who are like the Call of Duty dudes are like, I can't stand it because I'm not being properly rewarded for being awesome or at this game. <clears throat> and it's like, right, the game's not about that. It's about trying to treat everybody as pretty awesome. Right. So, yeah. Jim, have you ever played Battlefront? I don't know. Do you know anything about that game? <laughs> Battlefield. I, I, I was I was making a joke. Like you you want you you certainly know what you're talking about when it comes oh. to that and you've done your research. Anyway, by research, stuff, I mean man. I've I've played about 2 hours of the game. What what? No. <laughs> no. Um yeah, I, it's like I'm a dabbler in first-person shooters. And you know, it's it, also I have Call of Duty Black Ops Three. If you look at the bottom of the score list, you will find me there. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like I am no kind of good at that game, and, and it shows, right? So, but I have fun with it. But the thing is, though, I can play the Star Wars game and spawn and die and spawn and die and spawn and die, and I don't get pissed off. But if I'm playing Call of Duty and I get killed cheap. Like there, oh god, there's some bullshit in Black Ops. So kill, you know, as you kill people, one one of the things that they did that's weird, like all the characters are like hero characters now. So each one of them has a superpower. So there's one guy that has what they call gravity spikes, right? And he basically just like hits the ground, and everybody within 20 feet explodes. Right. right, and then there's a girl that's got like a, a bow and arrow with an explosive thing. You know, she gets to shoot that. Um, the one that I play has like a grenade launcher that you whip out, and, and you get like a clip of grenades. That you know, that's the only way that you get that weapon in multiplayer. <laughs> I um, saw this. I saw this great video where I think it was a uh, C Nanners. Uh, him and this other guy were playing, and they were playing as the uh, hero classes, like Leia and Luke and stuff. And so they were like, all right, I'm going to be Leia, and you're going to be Luke, and we're going to go kill Dad. All right, time to go kill Dad and his weird friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? That was funny. Oh, well, yeah, like, you're Luke Vader. and Leia, and you're going, going after Vader and Palpatine, and like, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna go kill Dad and his weird friend. 
Oh jeez, kill dad! I don't think they intended to kill dad, but that's. I want a I want a Star Wars bowling game where like Vader and Palpatine could just you know go put in ten frames. I don't know, but but then you got the problem, right? You got the force, so nobody's really throwing a gutter ball. It's always strikes because you can kind of you know let go, use the force. Star Wars bowling. <laughs> that's why it never happened. I think. Never mind. It's a shame it never happened. You know, it is a total shame it never happened. It, they, they had they had everything else with Star Wars and Star Trek. Why not bowling? They had pinball, and uh, I think I saw skee ball once. Maybe. Didn't I see Star Wars skee ball? Anyway, um, that was a interesting tangent. I'm on cold medicine, you guys. Don't mind yeah. me. That's cool. Uh, well, the, to wrap uh, the Call of Duty thing, though. So yeah. the, the hero guys, right? You, you know, and they tried to kind of make it a more level playing field with that crap too, because now you don't have to earn that kill streak. It's just like on a timer, right? Like, oh, well, once once you've you know played for like five minutes, then this you get your superpower, right? And one of the guys can turn invisible, like the fucking predator. That's not cool. And then there's another guy that has a flamethrower, and this is the worst because it it is like a garden hose of death, right? So <laughs> he's just like spraying out this stream of fire, and if it touches you, you're dead. It's just insta-kill. And he Yay. can kill like a whole room full of people, right? So you, so you get like in a busy junction, and you just kick your flamethrower on and spin around, and there's no friendly fire, so you only kill all the bad guys in the room. Pow! And you know, and it's just like, oh, this is bullshit. So stuff like that pisses me off when I get killed cheap like that. It's it's another thing. Mm. Like if you know, so I kind of end up looking at like, well, I could just go play Counter Strike if I want a game that's totally fair. It's like I died because that guy shot first and he hit me. Okay, fine. That you know, but I'm not good enough to play Counter Strike because wow, no. I I tried playing Counter Strike once many many years ago. It didn't go well. And you know I never went back. What's fun though is if you go on Twitch whenever they whenever they have the actual league things, and you watch the esports where they had uh, uh, whoever it was this weekend. I I can't remember who it was. It was TSM and. Lum- Lumosity or somebody. But anyway, it, w- it was like the big match, right? Like the tournament. And I watched that. And, it, and it's cool because it's like it, they have announcers and there's like a stadium full of people. I mean, there was like, you know, h- many hundreds, if not maybe a couple thousand people that were there. And, and it's like some indoor amphitheater thing that's over in uh, Sweden, I believe it is. So, yeah, but, it, but it's just like... Did you, did you see um, like BlizzCon whenever they had the StarCraft tournament? It's like the same deal. Huh. Uh, you know, it's like a big, big amphitheater full of people, and then big screens, and they've got two rows of computers on stage, and and the teams are sitting there, and then they have announcers, right? So it's like Howard Cosell telling you what's going on in the match, <laughs> and they have and they have like special broadcaster tools. They give you know they give the announcers like a wall hack, so you can see the enemy team through the wall and kind of watch what's going on. And, and through being able to watch like that, you kind of analyze how, because the, these guys are like professionals. This is all they do 24-7 is play Counter-Strike. And then I can watch them 
play against other people that are as good as they are, and I'm watching them get killed just as cheap <laughs> as I do. So, so it's like I feel a little better. Like, okay, yeah, I always die like that myself. The thing is that they occasionally get a kill. I don't, but you know. Right. But it, but it's interesting the whole esports thing. Like, I can't play Counter Strike, but I'll sit and watch other people do it. <laughs> That's true. Because I think I have an appreciate. It's like you know, whenever you watch sports, and it's like, yeah, I can't get off the couch and go do that. That's too hard. And the same deal with Counter Strike. It's just like that's no, that's something I can't do. So it's a, so it's interesting to watch. That's true. That's and true. Then, and then you watch people. Koreans play StarCraft, and it's like, oh Jesus! Like, oh God, how, how? <laughs> There's this guy. I was just reading about him. There's this guy who's retiring from professional StarCraft tournaments. He's been playing for the last uh, since he was 14. Right? Mm-hmm. He was 14. He's been playing. And uh, he's 23 now, and he's he's re- he's retiring. He's throwing it in. I'm just like, wow, that is a long time to be playing StarCraft. That, well, yeah, he's been did, at it for a bit. That's kind of amazing, actually. Pretty much since StarCraft came out. Uh, yeah, he's been playing since the Brood War. That's when he got it. He's he cut his teeth playing Brood War, and then StarCraft Two came out. Oh my god. But he's like one of the best. He's like one of the best, you know, guys out there. I mean, some of these pro guys, man, it's just it, it. It really is impressive, like just how good they are. So, well, you know, maybe we could have like the Spartan program, right? It's like okay, a kid from the moment they can hold a controller, you give them an Xbox controller and just teach them how to play Halo, and that's that's like all they know is playing Halo, and then they're a professional Halo player, right? And then as parents, you can like retire because you know. You, you made this super child. I don't know. It, it's kind of like it's kind of like that that dance moms show, right? Where the the mothers take the kids in there, and then they hope that they become famous and can support them in their old age. I think that's uh, what it is, right? Yeah, you're probably right. It could, but it could be Halo moms. Oh, that would be beautiful. Halo moms on the learning channel. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! You could have Halo boo boo. What are Halo moms? Well, it'd be like dance moms, right? It's a it's those like obsessed parents that make their kid do sports or you know what whatever thing, right? It's like talent show moms or or whatever. Oh, but the thing is, though, is it'd be like the Halo next generation. It'd be like the next generation, though. It wouldn't be like this generation, right? It's gonna. It's like you're gonna be a professional gamer whether you like it or not. I'm paying for these damn lessons. But oh, mom, boy. I don't want to play Halo. <laughs> I wonder if that's an actual thing. Uh oh, that, that's how finished. you get kids to quit playing video games. You make them do it. <laughs> no, you start like, playing video games and act like it's cool. It's like, are you watching TV? <clears throat> Have you played your Halo? Get your ass in there. Have you played Tetris today yet, young man? Go in there. <laughs> Go in there and get me four rows. There's no no Don't dinner until out. you play five death matches. Yeah. That'd that would be, be an interesting psychological Uh-oh. experiment to do with children. It would fuck them up for life, but whatever. Oh, I think the game crashed. Gotta break some me. eggs. Oh, no. <laughs> I think space bucks crashed on me. Hey, Wraith guys, One well, where's million the realm? space bucks. So, uh, let's talk... A couple of news pieces real quick. Um, well, first, uh, 
the game that I bought in 2010 that's isn't finished. Star is it fair or sector now? Uh, Star sector now, I believe it's, it used to be Star Fair. It was Star Fair before, and now it's Star Sector. I think, right? Yeah, like it used to be Paragon, and now it's Polygon or no, whatever they changed. Drive, jump drive, jump drive, oh, jump drive. That, oh. They could have oh. just called it like Space Juice. I don't know why. So what was the what was the reason for the name change? I, I missed be, be, all that because uh, I think was it Epic is launching uh, their own game. Well, called, not the Paragon uh, thing. The the other. But yeah, Epic's game is Paragon. That's Cliffy B's new joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the other thing? What other thing? The Starfarer. Oh yeah, I f- I forget why that game changed its name so long ago. I honestly forget. Whoa, whoa, no, stop! I'll tell um, you though, because I, I downloaded it last week and messed around with like one of the missions. And I was just like, wow, this is not the game that it was, because now it's brutal and evil and hates me. And which, it, like, we, we, ate which my face. Game? Starfare. Oh, Star- oh, God, it's getting so much tougher every, like, every iteration. I do like, they made it like a cat and a mouse game now. Did you notice that? Like, you can turn off your, like, heat signature or whatever, and you move a lot slower, but you're much harder to detect. So if you have, like, a quick cargo ride that needs to be done fast... You gotta leave that. Tra- you gotta like have all of your transponders, all your power on, going bleep bleep bleep, because you got that's a, that's that's how you move quicker. Oh, weird! But pirates are gonna find you. So it's it it it's got a nice like kind of sonary thing going on now. Yeah, that is actually pretty cool. Okay, good. That's it. Thank God for this game that auto saves. I don't know how often it auto saves, but it auto saves. Thank goodness. Anyway, um, so yeah, that came out. Uh, the new version of that came out, and it's it's very brutally difficult. I I, pl- I streamed it for an hour this past weekend and got my ass kicked. And people in the stream were like, "You're doing it wrong." I'm like, "I know. I haven't played this in a year. Like the last time there was a new version." It's like this I'm spacing been- as hard as I can. I know. You know, I gotta ask you, Brian. How was your space engineer's experience that you had recently? Oh, uh, all right. I don't know. I played uh, two and a half hours of a stream with some random folk. I was playing Jumpgate um, online, and someone was like, "You should play Space Engineers." I'm like, "All right, come on with me, and we'll do it." Because we have this mumble thing now, so I don't mind giving people the address. And so I got on Mumble with like three or four other strangers from YouTube. We friended each other on steam and all of a sudden we're building ships together and it was kind of fun. I, I don't know. It was all right. I mean, I'm not like, Oh my God, but it was like, it was all right. I'm just, I'm just waiting for them to abandon it. Like they did with minor wars 2081. Oh, uh, sorry. Well, wait, but I, but I was already told that they had abandoned it yet. They came back and put did, stuff in. Right. Wasn't that, wasn't that the story? Like, Oh well, the the space engineers guys and now they're doing medieval, medieval engineers, engineers and they gave up yes. on space engineers and then sold the you know they it's like they gave the source to the Imperium space survival guys right so what? For, isn't that where the Imperium guys Imperion dudes I thought got that was a different the, thing is that no, is that's that space engineers what yeah I didn't know totes. that yep. What? 
what? Yeah, they gave them the source, and they've been developing really? that as like a, a fork of space engineers. Yeah. Well, Empyrean um, is updating itself quite regularly. Yeah, and then suddenly, because I thought, well, Space Engineers is dead, and it's all in Empyrean now. And then suddenly, bam, here's Space Engineers with planet landings and stuff. And it's like, oh, okay, that came out of nowhere. Wasn't expecting them to update that again. Because, like, everybody had pronounced it dead, right? So apparently that rumor was untrue. I didn't even know that. See, I didn't follow it because... Uh, I didn't follow it because of the whole Minor Wars 21 thing. I was like, fuck it. I just didn't really care. Uh, I'll be honest with you. And then, uh, so I didn't follow any of this. I did not. That's pretty great. I mean, these, uh, I've played Imperium, and I actually have to say, I liked it a little more than Space Engineers. It felt like a more polished product. Yeah, Um, Space Engineers, I haven't been able to get my head around because... It's like you open up the inventory screen and there's like a thousand different kinds of polygon shapes in there. Yeah. And and it's like Crazy. do I need Crazy. to build those things or I can just like whip them out like it's in it's in Minecraft free build or something and I just start, you know, crapping out blocks. I I don't know. I don't either. What is it want, Hunter? Tell me. But it's uh, whatever you want. That's the I real thought, question. I thought well, I mean, space you have to, oh, sorry, do you need yeah. resources? To make the blocks. Okay, so it depends. You... So it depends on it depends on the mode you play in. If you're playing in survival, yes, you yes, need resources. you need you need to go mine resources, and then you have to put all the shit together, and you have to build stuff, and blah blah blah. Because there's reactors, right? And there's you have to put mineral uh, materials into a certain thing, and then it can craft stuff for you, and then you take that stuff out, and then you can. But if you play in just regular like <clears throat> creative mode, you can just like pick a block and start building. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's what we played around with because um, I didn't want to deal with survival. See, I, I don't like survival games. Yeah, typically. I played in the I played in the fuck you were pirates. You, now you're dead mode. That was difficult because <laughs> it was like you know when you start a new game and it's like oh pick a pick a place to start whatever and I was like oh yeah I'll pick this planet thing whatever and it started me with like a mining thing and some kind of a like little scout ship and whatever. So I got in the scout ship, and I'm like, cool, I can fly around the planet. And then it was like, hey, we're pirates. Bam, bam, bam. And, like, blew my ship to shit. And <laughs> that was that. I'm trying to find where they talk about they were a thing of um, space engineers, but I can't find... Not that I don't believe you. I just wanted to read about that. I'll read about it later. But, um, that's crazy. <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, well, the other big piece of news, um, Wait, Hunter, why do you ask? You're kind of into space engineers, right? I was just curious about your experience, because I knew how much you really disliked what they did with one of their previous game titles, and so yeah. uh, I, mean, I was glad did... to see that you gave it a chance and tried it, you know? So. Yeah, I mean, I was specific. I was specifically, yes, I was specifically, um, I can talk, I was specifically asked to play some and i'm like well if you get on with me and show me how to do it i will do it and they were like all right so we got on a server and we fucked around and i had a good time fucking around with some strangers with it i don't know if i'm gonna go back to it or what but it was nifty and we didn't really get to play with the planet much except for me crashing into it that's pretty much the planet's primary function right is to just be yeah, a thing to kill so. you i think so um but overall, it wasn't bad. Um, speaking of planets, the other big piece of news is that the Elite Dangerous Horizons beta dropped yesterday after a tumultuous 
launch. Oh, what's that? I haven't heard of it. Yeah, it's uh, Elite Dangerous Season 2, they're calling it, I think, right? Like, Season 1 was the first year, yeah. which is when we got Power Play and Wings and all that. We went on our first date and you know learned life's toughest lessons, uh, bullies and, then, and revenge. And, and then and, in season two, the kids learn about uh, you know taking it back and you know really making it their own. And season one, se- season one, ended on a, <laughs> season one ended on a massive cliffhanger with the main guy just saying "fire black nothing." You're like, "Fuck!" Uh, no, that's not how that went. Over. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Horizons, <laughs> season two of Elite si- Dangerous. Side note, Planet of, you, Planet side of note do you guys remember? Side note, do you guys remember that when uh, Best of Both Worlds one happened, and it had that crazy ass cliffhanger? Remember that? What is Best of Both Worlds? Okay, Star was, Trek. Uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation, end of the third season. Oh. Bac- Picard gets taken by the Borg. They have this weapon that they think can kill all of them, now including Picard. And so, the very last second of the episode, you just see. Riker say fire, and then they and then just it's go, like dun, 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 and it's like <laughs> last be, yeah, huge ass music like dun, 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 and to be continued. That was the first time I yelled at the TV. That was the first time <laughs> I ever yelled at the fucking TV. Like fuck, like we <laughs> have three months for that, and and then and and nothing. And it was sad because these the the part two could never top that, and it didn't yeah. obviously, but it never could. Well, you couldn't Nothing. get that kind of drama on Sequest. <laughs> you know, Sequest, you know, Sequest season, Sequest season one was a fantastic show. Do you remember? They, the tried, to, was. they yeah. tried to bring some real science into it. You know, remember they had the guy at the end of every episode. Well, uh, this week we talked about dolphins. You know, they had the the guy from the aquarium or whatever. They tried to make it serious, and then they ruined it. <laughs> By making it more science fiction-y. Like they, <laughs> they brought in the guy with the gills. Remember? Patrick Roy Duffy. Shatter gets... Roy, See, no, 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 no. He was, no, he was in... C, no, no, no. That was a That was Man from Atlantis, I know. And then... So the had, thing about Sequest... Well, the thing about Star Trek The Next Generation is it had some of the best, like, two-parter episodes oh, in yeah. TV ever. Reunification, Chain of Command. Dude, Chain of Command. They're all the, the best Lights! Yes. The best. I, and, I of mean, course, the series finale was really good, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, what the fuck was it called? All Good Things? Yeah, great All series. All Good Things. I mean, let's be clear now. Star Trek The Next Generation had some bad shit episodes. Bad well, yeah. shit. But when it was like, great... Seasons 1 and 2 were just awful. But hey, hey, hey. Season 7. Season 7 had the ship turned into a, a temple. Remember that? Uh... Tr- Oh, uh, yeah, because of the medallion thing that yeah, Data Cru- had? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Crusher had sex with a, a ghost, which is one of my favorite episodes because it's so horrible. Uh, <laughs> remember that one? She had sex with a Scottish a Scottish candle ghost. Remember that one? That's season seven. Uh, uh, didn't didn't Troy do the same thing or no, like something similar? No, no, no. no she, had se- like- she had sex with like a telepath or something that was manipulating her the whole time, so it was kind of rapey in a way. But she, that deals with that. she deals with that a lot, unfortunately. Which is a real shame. It's like you have this strong female character and you make Star her... Trek Nemesis. Definitely rapey. I didn't even <laughs> see Nemesis. I didn't even bother. I didn't even bother with Nemesis because Insurrection was just yeah, so terrible. Like, I just didn't bother. Like, 
Bane, Bane like enters her mind while she's trying to get it on with Riker. That's right. Tom Hardy is in that one, isn't he? Yeah. Yep. Oh, AC Rate, the going back to Sequest, is saying he didn't appreciate the Sequest time jump. Yeah, that was terrible. Uh, that was season three with Michael Ironsides. I like watched one episode of that. Only because I love I Michael was Ironsides. Completely unaware that it went past the first season. That's... Oh yeah, it's se- <laughs> season two. Season two wasn't that great. It was much more science fictiony, and it was meh. And then season three, they went forward in time like forty years or fifty yeah. years. And eh, what was ha- no one really? I, I it was a shame because I loved that show when it started. I mean, I'm a big Roy Scheider fan, you know. You know, so I love that show and it started, and and it just yeah. I kept getting confused between Sequest and then uh, twenty ten movie. Oh, because I could I could see that I could see that yeah twenty ten uh, the year we made contact sure because yeah. uh, Roy because, well, uh, well he's Ro- in both of them but he all, there's also like dolphins in both of them so like as a kid I'm like what. What's the captain of the Sequest doing yeah, in space? Yeah, I was really confused. There's what only, about, uh, there's only what about Blue uh, Thunder. Hey, Blue Thunder was great. I know. Especially I got my the, ass beat over that movie. Thank you. Especially the show. Wait, what? Yeah, my dad was so pissed off because I, I was. It was like, dude, helicopter movie. I got to see this right because I was like, you know, sure. helicopters. But I was like, I don't know what. What year did that come out? Eighty four. Eighty four, like the same year as the Olympics, because okay. I remember yeah, the so, Olympics were a thing. Yeah. So I was fourteen, right? And you remember yeah. the you remember the scene? And I was like, No, Dad. Yeah, I know it's rated R. It's you know, there's no BS in there. It's just you know, violent, whatever. It's oh, a helicopter no. movie. Come on. Uh, and then, it's a little and then they, worse than that. Well, yeah. they had that scene where they were like whisper mode, and they're watching like the naked girl do like ballet or some bullshit yeah. and i didn't know yeah. that shit was there and no. i don't give a damn but he was so pissed off and <laughs> and it was just like come on dad i'm 14 i've seen boobs come on really whatever but yeah remember the uh the show blue thunder with dana carvey that was his first show remember that no yeah there was a blue thunder weekly show it was only on for one season like a lot of bad 80s shows Wow. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty terrible. And Dana Carvey was in it. That was like his first thing was the Blue Thunder TV show. Was he um, Garth or no? No, no. He was the uh, he was the navigator guy. Like, remember uh, the guy they killed in the movie? He was. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that same. Not the same character, but that same like role. Right. You know? He's the, he was the front seat guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was the the, the weapon guy. Is that It'd the same? Like, is that that same helicopter show where it had like that really high tech helicopter? Like, what am I thinking of? Uh, you might Wolf. be thinking of Airwolf. You might be thinking of Airwolf, which is another high tech helicopter show. But that was on for that was on for three or yeah, four seasons. Yeah, Airwolf. I remember that. That was on yeah, for three had... or four seasons with uh, Ernest Borgnine and uh, the other guy. Ernest who, of nine. Who the other guy who got into a motorcycle accident and fucked himself up royally. What's that guy's name? Anyway, uh, uh, yeah, Jim Michael Airwolf. Vincent. Yes, thank you. Yeah, uh, he was that. That was a that was a not very good show. But you know, when you're mid eighties, you watch fucking anything like Auto Man and Street Hawk and whatever. Street Hawk. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've determined what we need in space Big games. Large, huge. Uh, yes, we need. Uh, we need okay, uh, so, a talking so they, car. No, so they have they have like. <laughs> Disney 
Infinity, and they got the Star Wars stuff in there, right? Which, by the way, is not bad. Um, And then there's, you know, like the Lego Star Wars and Lego Indiana Jones and Lego whatever. Apparently Lego Dimensions has brought back uh, the Portal stuff and Wheatley's in that. From Portal Uh, 2. I never played Portal That's interesting. Yes. Anyway, continue. Anyway, what we need is Lego Colonial Marines. Thank you. What? Yes. Yep. I mean, I would like, talk- dude, seriously, I, w- I would buy that. I would buy that for damn near any amount of yeah, money. Yeah, why isn't there Lego Warhammer 40K? Why isn't there Lego Should- Battlestar Galactica? Cause, you know- hey, I'd buy a Lego Viper in a heartbeat. I'd buy a Lego, uh, what was the other ship? Fuck, the bomber thing. I love that thing. What the fuck was that called? Raptor? The yeah. Raptor? Yeah, I'd buy a Lego Raptor. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, um, Lego Lego Colonial Marines, that could so easily be a thing. So it, I I think it's Kubrick or somebody actually has the aliens thing because I've seen like a little aliens minifig before, but it was uh, definitely not Lego. Uh, might have been one of those other things. 3D printer. Yes. Which are getting cheaper. I was at a maker fair in uh, San Diego a month or two back, and they're like four grand now for a sealed one. It's like, holy you shit. Can, you, can get, you can get a smaller at-home one for 300 to $800. Right. But they, like, but they, but they don't make like the super complex stuff. Yeah, that's right. But this was like a complex one that you could do all kinds of shit with that was actually sealed, which is apparently better, for only four grand, which is like, wow, really? They're already that cheap? They should get even. I mean, eventually we're all going to have one in our home in the next ten years, so that's pretty fucking great, you know. And yeah, they were I really tried. Cool. They were making all kinds of neat shit in there. <laughs> I, I, I tried three D <laughs> printing, and uh, you know, so it printed like three Ds, and then I was like, uh, "Now what do I do with this?" Shut the fuck up! Oh, uh, no, good right. night, everybody. Good night. I want we're that out. laser thing. That uh, did, yeah, I put that in Space Game Junkie, didn't I? That laser cutter thingy oh i think so <clears throat> yeah it was Excuse like me. it was like one of those wonder commercials Ooh. where like oh we can make everything with you know we have a and it looks like a it looks like a uh copying machine but it's actually a laser cutter so it was like people oh. were cutting all kinds of whatever out of it oh yeah i, I remember seeing that yes yeah well and back to the news that we were talking yeah. about by the way it's uh, uh mini mates is the yeah, people yeah, that have the aliens. That's pretty great, actually. Um, so yeah, uh, the beta of Horizons, Elite Dangerous Horizons, came out with um, Planetary Landing yesterday, so I hopped on that uh, after I was able to download it. Um, switched from a Vulture to a Cobra because I wanted something multi-role, just in case, whatever. And uh, it felt good to fly a Cobra again. I might switch back to one for a while because, I don't know, the Vulture's boring me. It's so... so- Slow. And... Yeah, I went back to a Cobra actually. Yeah, I'm thinking did I do the same thing. Did you fly the Cobra Mark IV? No, I have not. I don't know where one. I didn't know where one is. I just switched to the Mark III. Apparently, I, I, folks, I found a video today with a with a, I think it was a woman, with a heavy with a heavy accent. Oh God, that talk, was funny. Talking about how the Cobra Mark IV is a pile of shit. Like apparently she was saying a planet turned faster than this. I'm like, wow. Yeah, she's wow, like, I, was, I couldn't dock, I, I couldn't land it on the planet because the planet turned faster than the ship or some oh, shit. I'm I like, know, <laughs> it was, 
I was dying. I was dying. It was so She's funny. She's like, I took a type nine in combat. It did better. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, apparently the uh, location of the hard points on the Mark IV I've seen are pretty egregiously terrible, from what I understand. I um, thought that was the whole point, was they were going to be better. They're you would better think, hard points. You would think Mark IV, you'd think, would be better than a Mark III, but uh, the Mark III is the classic. How could you improve upon perfection? I don't know. Well, but, uh, I have some thoughts about that, because you have to use gimbaled weapons, because some of them are like out at the end of the wing. I know. And you don't like, get what? good convergence from that, right? So you have no. to use something gimbaled or you can't hit nothing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I, you know, got a Cobra. I put a put a planetary thing in it. You have to buy, like, a planetary hanger, and that's what you put your um, your rovers in. And then, um, and then you land on a planet, which is pretty seamless, actually. You go into super cruise until you get into orbit, and then you kind of cruise down, and you get into glide mode, and then you glide down to the surface, and then you just land kind of like you're docking with the blue and the red. You know, it's very similar. Did you um, watch my video where I didn't even get glide mode because I came out, like, right on top of the base? And, no, and it was I like, see that. Yeah, it was, like, too close for glide, and it, it was almost like uh, whenever you're super cruising and you hit the asteroid belt, and it's, like, emergency drop. Pow. Yeah, it's and, exactly yeah. like that. I yeah. did that the first time I landed. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to head right straight down. And they're like, no, 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 no. You should not do that. Yeah. Um, well, did you notice? Because you actually get, like, a um, a angle of attack tape that comes yeah. up your, your HUD. Yeah. So much like everything else in this game, it has a blue section that's, like, the sweet spot in the middle. If yeah. you keep it in the blue, blue, you will continue to orbit the planet. So yeah. that way you won't drop into into like planetary mode. Yeah, if you want to like traverse the planet quickly, if that outpost is way over there, you can go and stay in the blue. Yeah, and apparently they, they, they if love you blue get, in this game. Apparently if blue. you get low, there's a scanner that you can use and that actually scans for like items oh. of interest on the surface or whatever. And that way you don't just oh. go down there in your in your little Jeep and drive around all day. You can actually fly until you find something worth looking at and then jump out. I learned something neat today. There was a stream that they did about Horizons. Apparently the buggies have their own independent fuel source that doesn't take from the ship fuel. So if you run out of fuel in your buggy, you're kind of screwed. Yeah, but Um, but you can call the ship to you. So I wonder if the buggy... Yeah. Um, So I wonder if the buggy can uh, still get in it. Like if you run out. I don't know. It can refuel itself, though. It can refuel itself. If it finds the right materials, it can create fuel for itself. Yeah, that's the thing I couldn't figure out was what do you actually scoop up on the ground? Because I was expecting you could get down there and mine, right? Because what's a a planet but a giant asteroid? So turn your mining beam on. Apparently there's that warble, warble, warble scanner thing, and you use that to find potential potential rocks, and then you guys shoot the rock, and that, like, in space, spews out the materials, and then you scoop it up with your little cargo scoop, like in a ship. And then once you have it in your ship, uh, you have recipes, like, on the right panel that you can use to build, make fuel and shit. Crafting. Yeah, there's some crafting now, which I don't know how I feel about that, but I think if it's seamless enough, I think I'll be okay with it. I've never been a big fan of crafting. Um, Space crafting, if you will. Space crafting. But... Overall, the planetary landing stuff is great. I had so much fun just driving around and going, wee! It was great. Yeah, but um, I wonder, 
that whole like um, buzzing around and and you know it's like okay I'm driving like my super golf cart okay that's fun for an hour all right now what well right. I mean they said there's going to be things to discover on the planet like there's going to be shipwrecks and there's going to be pirate bases you can find and stuff like that Fire so droids. okay. Apparently, there will be things you can find, you can discover by exploring these planetary bodies. So that's yeah. kind of cool. I want to um, find like an ancient alien tomb, and then I like go down in there, and then there's like eggs, and like a spider jumps on my oh, face. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, I thought you were going to be like Aziz Light, you know, and you're going to be down there scraping off hieroglyphics. Indeed, bad date. <laughs> while uh, <laughs> while Luke Perry. Uh, anyway, <laughs> sorry, I've been in a fifth element mood of late. Um, so yeah, Horizon's looking pretty cool. They're also doing the, the, the 1.5 beta, which I haven't even touched. I just went right to Horizons. Uh, but the 1.5 beta adds more ships, apparently, or lots more ships. Uh, they're yeah, actually they're all in it. the Horizon one as well. So the Horizon oh, beta is 1.5 with Horizons on it. Oh, I didn't know that. Because they're adding like four or five ships, right? They're adding like a new Asp, and uh, and of course the Cobra Mark IV, and a couple others, I think. Yeah, um, there's um, the Clipper like, is in there. Yes. Oh God, the Clipper. I, I, or the I'm Cutter. Start, though. No, I think you're right. I think it's one of those. Um, I need to start grinding Imperial Rep somehow. I need to figure that out. Yeah. So it was interesting. Like I went to, um, I was in Hip. 20277, which is oh, where great. I'm at right now. Great system. And, and they actually gave me like three missions in a row. It was like, chance to increase your federal naval rank, or your imperial naval rank. Ooh, really? And I was like, oh, okay, I took that, and I did it. And then the station that I docked at was like, hey, chance to increase your imperial <laughs> naval rank. And I'm like, oh, God, they're chaining together. And I, and I got up high enough that I'm actually in an imperial courier right now. Oh, nice. Just pure dumb luck. So then I flew out to uh, LHS three four four seven. It's the that crappy system where they start all the new people. Because oh, I remember that one. Strangely, yeah. everybody bought this game because it was fifteen bucks. It right? was fifteen like, who, bucks. I bought and an extra copy. People were asking me like, should I buy it or wait for Horizons? I'm like, you buy it at fifteen bucks. If you don't like it, you just lost fifteen bucks, and you don't right. worry about it again. Well, but not only like that, it, but you get the fifteen back when you buy Horizon because it's fifteen dollars loyalty discount. Oh, very nice. But I'm figuring it's a that's a great buy-in price was the fifteen dollars, and if you don't like it, you 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 know you have it, you can revisit it at some point, you know, because they they're, they're probably going to keep updating the base game. It's you know that with with stuff, you know, it's not just season one and season two. Season two is just going to get everything. I, I can't imagine they won't update the base game. You know, no, the base game is going to continue to get updates. Yeah, I'm sure. Forever. Now, this is where it's going to get weird, though. Let's say we're five years into this, uh-huh. and then people who have never bought into any of the other four expansions, they're going to have to continue to patch legacy back to people that don't have any of that shit, right? So so you're going to have people that, that don't necessarily have this but do have that. And, you know, so how – God, how are you going to sort that out? That's going to be nuts. I cannot – I, I cannot imagine they'll let you buy seasons one and three, for example. I have I have to imagine it's going to be cumulative. That's the only way it'll make sense. That's the only way they'll be able to iterate it properly. Right? Because if you get well, if you buy three, you're going to get one and two and two. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, uh, but there are still going to be people who bought one 
and still going to be people who bought two that are coming back. And they'll probably yeah. get a screen like, hey, we're at season four now. You want to try that? And they're like, no, I'm going to keep playing what I'm doing. And they'll see all these players doing all these other things that they can't do. Yeah, but you're still going to have people, people that, you know, let's say we're on season four. There's people yeah. that are on one, people on two, people on three, and people yeah. on four. So you're going to have to have like four different patch levels of the game. It's going to be bonkers. Right. At some point, they're going to have to say, all right, everybody should or get off the pot. Or here's that one from two years ago. It's free now. Come on, get with the modern, whatever. Right. I mean, eventually they might just say, look, we're stopping support for season one. You got to buy it at season two now, at the very least. You know, they have, you have to buy Horizons. It's the base version now is Horizons. That might make sense. Yeah. You know, so I'm sure I'm hoping they have a plan for that because I paid for the lifetime thing and I want a lifetime of shit out of this. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You got that too, right? Didn't you get the uh, lifetime no. thing? No. Nope. Oh, I'm okay. going to like pay by the, pay by the slice. Pay by the, the season. Hut. Pay by the season. Yeah. <laughs> all right well let's move on to our main topic this uh this evening which i've been actually kind of itching to talk about for a while i kept we kept having to move this back because we had guests and stuff but now we're able to talk about it um erma gerge space burks erma gerge space burks one million space bucks uh a million isn't that much anymore uh <laughs> shit i haven't seen that movie in a while this company's over $5 billion. Really? Um, anyway, that's Austin Powers if you, y'all didn't get it. And if you didn't, you have a problem. I'm, I'm from there. <laughs> yeah, no, we got it, Brian. Thanks. You guys did. I don't know about the people in the chat or people listening. Or they whatever. have to catch up or just they, fall they, behind. Anyway. Uh, so when Jim was work, when you released. Uh, don't Don't okay. say it. Don't say the name. If you say it three times, it shows up. When you released that game, that game that you worked on, that yes. spacey economic game. Yes. That starts of the day and ends of the next. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the X so, was actually the fundamental problem. I know. Not a, lot the people X. Expected, a lot of people expected a lot more game X. With, a lot of people expected a game with X's in it. And there really uh, weren't yeah. that many. There weren't four of them. There were no, maybe but, two of them. Do you, do you listen to Exploraminate's podcast? Because they continue yeah, to can. bring it up now and then. And, I know. And I'm I heard just it a like, couple weeks. Oh, I my heard God, it. it's funny. I, I, sent him, I sent him, like, a picture of, like, a crying kid. And uh, I was just like, this is my inner child every time you talk about, you know. <laughs> but anyway, yes. Um, which, by yeah, the way, heard- they're, they're working on, like, uh, away from me, right? There's, like, a team of some college kids that wanted to take it up and see if they could fix it, so... But apparently it's going to become like some sort of a cyberpunk thriller interactive novel. I don't know what's happening to that thing. I don't know. I looked at a design doc and I'm like, wow, that's not a, even the same game, but okay. (laughs) So, wow. So you, when we were talking about that previously, we had, we had talked about, you said that a fan who bought the, well, quote unquote fan, a player in, in steam. Yeah said that this was very that your game was very much like a game called Space Bucks and I had realized I had never played Space Bucks. I mean, I never really got into strategy games until the year this came out, but I started with Master of Orion 2 and Heroes of Might and Magic 2. Those are like the first strategy games I got into. I completely bypassed this one. 
which is probably good because I think my 23-year-old self would have thrown it out the fucking window because um, it is complicated, not in a bad way, but I don't think my brain was ready for the challenge back then. Yeah. Mine wasn't even at 5 o'clock this afternoon. It's it So uh, Space Bucks is a game by the folks at Impressions, who you all might know as the folks who made Caesar, Zeus, Pharaoh. Rise of the Robots. Emperor of the Kingdoms. There was a, there was a Chinese um, city builder that they did, which I still was need it, to play. Was it Impressions that made Rise of the Robots? Seriously. I don't, I don't think so. Um, I'm not sure, mm. though. Maybe they published it. Um, I don't know. Let me look. That's going to make me crazy. Okay, you look. Um, but a lot of Impressions folks went off to do to make another company whose name I forget, but they made a city builder called Children of the Nile. So they have a long legacy, and I'm a huge fan of a lot of their games. Like, Zeus is probably my favorite city builder of all time. So... Don't die. I'm sorry. I got down down another cold somewhere. I don't know how. I was just getting over the last one, and oh, here's another one. Thank you. Um, So this came out in 1996, and it, it shows. Like, Hunter, did you watch that intro? That amazing... 10-minute-long, slow-as-molasses intro. <laughs> yeah, I felt like I needed a really small monitor to watch it on. Oh, my God, I know. The version I acquired, um, it's weird. The version I acquired runs the game on Windows in DOSBox. In full screen. In full screen. I didn't know you could do that, but apparently you but can you, do that. You can, if, you, if you hit Alt-Enter, it goes back down to a window. I know, but I can't. It's hard to do that with um, open broadcaster software. That's why I have it at full screen. So I have a question, though. So yeah. You have you have that that Steam app that forces games to run in a window. Oh, borderless window. It's not that yeah. great. I, well, it's I'm wondering not that... if DOSBox is affected by that, so you can actually have a full screen game in DOSBox that's really in a window, and that I, way it doesn't take over. I don't know, but um, I don't know. Uh, let me tell you, uh, to get Jumpgate to work right in OBS, I had to use a, was a DXWND and have the game run in an 800 by 600 window in like uh-huh. the middle of my monitor. It was terrible. I got a headache because it was so small. <laughs> it was so tiny, but it didn't flicker. Um, so yeah, this game is uh, your game, Jim. Is they were, Whoever said that was completely right. That game is very similar to this game. You basically, um, the only, there are some differences. Like there are no corporations in this game. You are basically the corporation. But um, what you do, folks, is you acquire landing rights on specific planets, and specific planets are owned by specific races that have different needs. Like for example, there's a one there's one race that loves toxic waste. Like once you start manufacturing your own shit, you're going to start making toxic waste. That shit's got to go somewhere. There's a race that if you can get a trade route to them, they will take that shit off your hands for money. But even with this crazy-ass interface from 1996, and even with no manual, I did not have a manual when I played this. This game is better than the one you worked on, Jim. It, well, it's... yeah. I mean, it, it's got... Okay, first off, there's actually ships that fly around and cargo that makes sense that you you know, yeah. you're transporting, right? And and reasons, because it's supply and demand. Like, these guys want this thing, and those guys make that thing. So if exactly. you take it from here to there, 
then right, and then find something to carry back the other direction. Would you know? It's it's dude. This game is railroad tycoon in space. It kind of is. It kind of is. It, and except it works. you can build industries and stuff as well. Which yeah, I think you, railroad tycoon, you were just chaining them together, not so much investing in them. Oh yeah, no. With uh, once you acquire the rights to land there, you can improve uh, star bases not only with industry, which I think is interesting, but also with amenities like restaurants and malls and casinos and, and shit. And I, I, when you do that, the value of the planet goes up. Um, and it helps increase the planet's uh, development level, and there's six development levels in the game from most to least advanced. And yeah, it definitely is supply and demand, and there's a lot of juggling going on in this game. It took me a while to realize that to really do well in this game, you have to optimize every leg of every run you make, you know, yep. based on what's going where. <clears throat> that's why I'm. That's why the. That's why I haven't gone above. Um, a, a one a two leg route, you know, back yeah, and so forth. One thing that's really interesting is that the game runs in real time, and yeah. whenever you're loading things, you can tell, much like Railroad Tycoon, you can tell it get there, load the cargo that's available, and split. Or you can say, "This is the cargo you need to load, so sit there until it's loaded." Right. So it might you might have to wait on manufacturing to actually create it, and but wait till you got a full load and then take it. Yeah, exactly. So it's, I, there's a lot of subtle things like that. Yeah, there are. And uh but the thing is the game like it 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 makes sense. Can you put you know? guns on your ships or there pirates or anything? Yeah. You can. You can put guns on your ships and there are pirates. Um apparently they they sh- uh from what I understand they show up a little later, but you can also hire, I believe, pirates. Oh yeah, there's a whole espionage thing going on in here. Too. There really is. There really is. Yeah, you can hire pirates. Uh, you could sabotage an enemy, uh, a competitor's ship. You can slander them. You can spend a million dollars or credits or space bucks, haha, to slander yes. a competitor. And, you know, um, I find it one million space bucks. I <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but no, I I do. Um, I find it interesting that. In this game, you know, it's like you have to uh, bid for landing rights because only one company is allowed to land on a planet at a time. So you have to outbid the other guys, which means, oh, I'm willing to pay higher rent or I'm going to build more facilities there or whatever. Right. So you so you have to just like put up like this is what I'll do for you. And it takes time to negotiate that stuff. Yeah, it's not it like you months. land and yeah, it's it's like at the opening stage of the game, right? You're going to be like three months before you can send a cargo anywhere because you mm-hmm. can't land anywhere. Yep, that's exactly right. And the other it's... other thing is you're not doing any colonizing. Like all these planets are established. There's civilizations on them. Uh, yeah, it's it's not like oh, I I make a colony ship and I go there and do whatever. It's nope. it's already the universe exists. You know, you're you're just a shipping merchant. Yeah, you're you're just a business. I mean, I mean, someone else already did all the four XE stuff, like conquering and exploring and stuff. Someone yeah. that already happened, like years ago. This is a fully established universe already, and so you come in and oh, I have a business. I'm going to run this business, and uh, and so you have to make good trade routes between your planets and uh there are lots of ways you're judged in this game 
I mean, uh, oh, I'm doing poorly. I'm I'm in last place. Uh, I'm not very good at business, you guys. Business, so one business, of the, business. One of the things that I found uh, in that strategy guide that was really interesting, they said the first ship that you start with actually has too high of uh, maintenance <clears throat> costs. Yeah. So sell it and buy the tiny ship. And oh, then really? you get sell off to it. a better start. Yep. They were oh. like opening instant of the game, sell that first ship that they give you and Shit. then and then reinvest in the little sparrow because it it carries more than enough cargo to handle that first one hop run and yeah. then you're not paying massive upkeep on it. Yeah, the maintenance is a lot less on the sparrow. So there are lots of ships in this game, you guys. Uh, well, that's, a, that's another thing that makes this like Railroad Tycoon, right? Is because you have to maintain the ships slash trains that you own. Yep. And yep. then as time goes on, society invents newer and better trains. So you have to buy, you know, and you can actually design ships and stuff in here too. You just, you're not the one doing the research on the technology though. It kind of emerges as the game goes on. Which I like. I mean, I like how they kind of don't explain where the technology is coming well, from. Yeah, it's you're not kinda... the government. You're not the no. scientists. No. You're just, just the like, business guy. Here's some new engines. Enjoy. You know? Here's a new gun, you know, have fun. You know, that's all it really is. It's like every now and then, oh, here's here's a new shield. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Basically, a new shield is on the market. All right. Um, so, yeah, you have to keep your ship. Not only do you have to, uh, you have to pay maintenance fees on your ships, you have to pay, you have to invest part of your budget into maintenance to keep your ships from breaking down, which will happen if you don't, which I think is awesome. <laughs> I mean, did I tell you I bought a uh, physical copy of this game so I can have a manual? Because no, I actually that's pretty awesome. Uh, well, yeah, I w- I was I've been playing this without a manual because the in game uh, the in game help is not bad, but it's hard to read, especially in this like either. Oh, uh, dude, Real- it's Windows 311. Yeah, exactly. This is hard to read. This is hard to read. So that's why I wanted to get a physical copy with a manual so I could read that because I like this game. I mean, the universes are randomly generated. Even on the beginning mode, the AI is aggressive with its expansion. Oh, I and was shocked will- how aggressive it is at the beginning. Yeah. It's just like... Hey, we're here and now we're there and we're and I'm like, God, man, they got like three different trade routes in the first five minutes. How is that even possible? And, and I love how like I don't know if you have this instinct, but I have this instinct to connect all the planets I have together. So I try and like, oh, I'll go with this planet and I'll go with this planet. You know, I try and keep them all together in a chain. The AI gives no fucks. It's like, oh, here's two planets over here, and here's two planets over here. We're not gonna connect all four of these planets. Nope, we're just gonna have I don't know if you can see on the stream, but the AI has two sets of two planets each. It doesn't even have them all connected. It's just two sets of two planets each. Like, all right, sure, why not? But apparently that works. Yeah, they're just maximizing the money. Yeah, they're maxim- If a planet sucks, they're going to just ignore it. I know, but sometimes you need... I mean, from what I read... As as the universe gets a little more crowded with businesses, you're gonna want to start going for those shitty planets to prevent your competitors from getting better planets. You know, which is fascinating to me. And there's also shit like I don't know if you read this in that FAQ, but apparently if you send toxic materials to the right people, 
it'll turn into mutant uh, mutant pets or whatever. Oh wow! And apparently, and apparently, those sell real well on certain planets. That's so funny. It's, I know. So you're like it's, Monsanto. You're you're making mutant animals that sell for. Never mind. Well, sure. <laughs> But again, the game is, is it, it's it's kind of an elegant design because again it is real time, but you can pause whenever you want. Um you can give orders, you can make new routes, you can do everything while you're paused, but then to see if you have a good route, you gotta unpause and wait a few months while your ships go back and forth to see if your routes are actually making money. And I like how you could look at every individual ship. And see, like, oh, it's making this much money on this leg of the route and this much money on this leg of the route. You know? There's a lot of detail here. There's a lot of great... And, and there's so many reports and shit. There's a lot of detail here. And you can take out loans, and the game has a fucking stock market. Did you play yeah. with that? Did you guys play no, with that I, at all? I never got that far into it. But, it, but see, that's reminding me of, like, new games, like... Um, off-world resource yeah, thing. And, uh, you exactly. Know. Yeah, exactly. so, this... so it's kind of like the things that were, you know, that we think are like, oh, that's awesome, they just invented that. Shit, no, man, Spacebooks was doing that 20 years ago. Tw- almost 20 fucking years ago. And even with a 1996 interface and no manual, it was not hard for me to eventually learn how to start juggling all this shit. I mean, I'm not good at it yet. It but definitely that comes it needs a, a modern remake, and the yeah. other thing that I see that could really be nice here, right, is yeah. if it was turn-based and it was one day per turn, mm-hmm. and you did it in a web browser thing and then made it an MMO. Isn't that there way, a game like – there's got to be uh, one like that You know, already. you would think, right? But, but it's all so like many Vega browser, Strike and stuff. But there's so, so many browsery games like that yeah, already. But, there's, but there isn't anything that's like Trade Wars or whatever. No, mm. I, I cannot find one. I mean, it, maybe it's mm. there. I just can't find it. Right. But this is actually a surprisingly great game, you guys. Like, I'm honestly surprised at how – like at first, I was like, "Oh God, my brain! I can't handle it." Oh God, I'm tired. Ty- I'm so tired. I'm so tired because it is kind of exhausting if you really don't know what you're doing. You're trying to learn, um, but once it starts clicking, it's like, "Holy shit, this is good! This is really good!" You know, it's like surprisingly good. And it's 20 years old, and it's better than a game that came out last year. Now, let me it's ask. It's better you, than Jim. a lot of games that came out last year. Sure. But let me ask you, when you were working on this, your game... I wanted it to be what you're playing right now, but it couldn't be. Right, but was there ever any mention of this game at all? Uh, Well, once the guy on Steam mentioned it, it was like, oh god, you know, like, yes, that. (laughs) Because I I basically designed Space Bucks while we were doing this, and then the guy's like, no, no, that already exists, it's called Space Bucks. And I was like... Oh shit! Okay, because I was what I was screaming for is I want railroad tycoon in space. I want uh-huh. you know if if you're going to be a shipping sim, then yeah. ship shit and and have a supplier and a and somebody that demands it, but right. you know not arbitrary and and weird like you know I, it's because okay. So I worked at a truck stop for like four years oh, right, wow. in my youth, and my wife's uh, dad had a trucking company as well. Mm-hmm. So I've been around some transportation, 
right? So I sure. kind of know how that business works. Um, and it's just like, you know what? Well, how long have I been howling? Like, I want Euro Truck Simulator 2 in space, right? Yeah, right. Could, exactly. could, Elite, could Elite Dangerous please incorporate a realistic load board? That's all I want, man. I, I would be a space trucker, like, for reals, if there was a load board that actually was like, we will pay you X credits to haul this to there. Right. And you have, you know, and it's like, this is, you know, the cargo, you don't have to buy the cargo to go, you know, but you take insurance out in case you lose it right. or whatever, you know, but yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's just like, uh, it, it's almost like you're, you're more of, of a, uh, a gypsy trader <laughs> in this thing than you are an actual like cargo hauler. You know, it's 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 like oh you go in here and you buy a bunch of stuff and then you you know you fly next door and see if you can sell beads to the natives, uh, you know I don't know, but right. yeah I, I think it could be so 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 much better like if Braben had just let me have a crack at it I could I could totally fix it. But it's kind of amazing how good this game is, and it's twenty yep. years old. Why has there not been a remake of this? I, like Sierra's long dead. The IPs are are wide open. Like nobody even owns that shit. So, um, and if you made it, an approximate game, then nobody's going to sue you. Is like, don't take the names. Is oh, impressions even still around? I have no idea. But just don't use the name Space Bucks. Call it Starbucks. No, you can't do that. Um, no. <laughs> We're about Astro Dollars. Yeah, that's it. I, space monies. Yeah, that's it. Space monies. <laughs> so, you know, uh, you know, whatever. Space man, is such a loose term. Like, it surely it can be used. Dollar, 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 dollar bills. Yeah, <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't know. Let's see who worked on this. They call it like Star Pimp. Star Pimp. Okay, let's see. So Big cord- large, huge. I was so hoping they would show that movie on the uh, Turkey Day Marathon. They did it uh, not last year. I think they did it last year, so they don't really repeat the same ones. Oh, no wonder I recognize the name. Okay, so the, the, the core design was done by a guy called David Lester. And uh, he went he went on to do games like Lords of the Realm 2, Robert E. Lee Civil War General, Caesar 3, uh, he also worked on Caesar Two, the original Lord of the Realms, Front Lines. Remember that one? Uh, lots of he worked on a lot of great games. This guy, I totally forgot about Rise and Roll of Ancient Empires, but the Robert E. Lee games, those were great. Those were great Civil War games. That's kind of fascinating. But yeah, you it's, know, it's <laughs> what? Okay, there is a board game. It's uh, something Galactic Empires. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the name. It's um, Fantasy Flight Games makes it. Whatever the okay. heck it's called, I saw it in their catalog. And I'm looking at this thing, and I'm like, dude, that would be awesome if if we could just play that as a computer game, right? Like, right. It, it doesn't need to be like another Master of Orion or whatever. Just the freaking board game with as much complexity as the board game has, right? Let, just give me a version of that that's on the PC that I can play, right, with friends. Like, sure. they, they already did, like, um, uh, Settlers of Catan and 
Carcone and, and those things, they've made those games, right? And True. they did really well. You know, and it, it's, yeah, I don't know, man. It, it's like, that's the kind of game that I that I really want to explore at this point, is like, things that I could play as a board game, I would like to learn the board game. Um, and that way, if I ever actually, like, had anybody in proximity that I could play a physical table top game with, then okay. But, you know, all my friends are across the internet, scattered around the damn globe. So it would be really nice if I could play your game with them. Hint, hint, nudge, wink. Yeah, this would actually be a great, like, asynchronous multiplayer game. I mean, kind of like uh, Chaos Reborn. Yeah. You know, have you guys have you guys played that yep. at all? I love that game. We should it's play that. So it's so good. I'm so terrible at it, but it's oh, so am I. We'd we'd be equally terrible. The tutorial kicks my ass. The tutorial. That's how bad I am at it because it's, it's it's very challenging, guys. If you don't, if you haven't played Chaos Reborn, it's um, made by the same guy who did XCOM, Julian right. Gallup. And yeah, would you like to have him on the show? He didn't do. He do any space games? X XCOM, yeah. Eh, XCOM Interceptor. There you go. I don't think he had anything to do with XCOM Interceptor. Not that he will admit. No. I actually, I remember looking at the credits. I don't think he had a thing to do with XCOM Interceptor. So, so just plain old XCOM is not spacey enough. I mean, it has aliens. It has crashed UFOs. Like not spacey enough. I'm not sure. I don't know. Anyway, maybe we should, so maybe we should get. Maybe just get him on anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the Alan Stroud, who's the guy that wrote. Well, first off, he wrote the one of the elite books. It was the Lave something. Um, I, okay. I need to read that still. But anyway, so he wrote that, and then also got mixed in with uh, you know not only David Braben but then um, Julian Gallup, <laughs> and so then he wrote all the backstory stuff for uh the Chaos Reborn game. So like all that Harry Potter backstory oh. stuff that's in there, that's all him. All that lore stuff. Yeah, and then they're also doing a radio show of it, strangely enough. Like the Kickstarter for that. It was uh, some of the guys from the Lave Radio show are working ra- on that. Like a radio drama? Uh, yep, absolutely. And it's, huh. it's set in the Chaos Reborn uh like you know universe what? Why thing. Not? You it's know Wizard what? Why Wars, not? the radio drama. I did. I did take a look at some of the lore in that game. It looked. Uh, it looked pretty impressive. Well, you know uh, the thing the game... that I like about the game is that yeah. it's from that era of games where it's like I don't need a lot, like a lot of backstory to justify why these two wizards are going to fight. It's just like here's my wizard. There's your wizard. Let's kick ass, right? Like right. Th- that's all I need, right? I'm going to summon up some unicorns and dragons and and fuck you up. Okay. You know, I I don't I don't need to have like a giant back history of why we would be doing that, right? Dude, we're wizards. That's what wizards do. <laughs> Did you ever true. see the movie The Raven? Like that's what wizards do. The Raven. Yeah, man, with Vincent Price, Peter Lorre. No, I don't think I've seen that one. Oh man. Yeah, man. Good times. Damn it. Um. Anyway. Uh, this would have been a uh, yeah. No, going back to this, this would have been a great. This would be a great multiplayer game. Um, it's kind of a shame. 
But, you know, what multiplayer did they have in 1996? Not a lot. BBSs. <laughs> Remember those? Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, I can – I feel, like, good recommending this to people if they want to track it down. Like, it's on Amazon for, like, two bucks for the disc. Or if you want to get it through less nefarious – more nefarious means. Um, that's fine. Um. But yeah, this is a surprisingly awesome game, you guys. Like, I want to learn it. I want to get better at it because I dig it. Because the galaxies are randomly generated, as are the layouts of uh, who owns what planet and what their development levels are. Even in the beginning level, the AI is like, we're taking over everything. Fuck you. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> and there's a lot of wheeling and dealing, like negotiations and shit. I'm just surprised at how good this game is. You know? Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's got some depth there that you're not actually expecting when you go into that. No, it's like, oh, I'm just going to be making money. Well, yeah, but how do you make money? How do you maximize the money you're making? You know? I mean, let's be honest now. There's a lot of ways. Like, I kind of love how when you build your first trade route, it just, like, fills, fills your hold, your ship's hold with a bunch of random crap. Like, it might put shit in your hold that your planet doesn't even make. And it's like, nope, you gotta fix this. <laughs> it's like, it kind of wants you to fix this. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, nope, you gotta do better. Oh, by the way, that <laughs> game I was talking about, the the board game, is Twilight Imperium. Oh, yeah, I've, I've heard yeah. about that game. Dude, it looks awesome, but it looks like I would want to play that on the computer. So it could be the rules referee for right. me. What were you gonna say, Hunter? I was gonna say, you know, looking at this game and really thinking about it, I mean, as 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 well of a game mechanics as it is, I'm really surprised it was released in 1996 with uh, this kind of graphic styling. Yeah, I mean, there weren't a lot of Windows 3.1 specific games, even in '96. It was still mostly DOS, if I recall. Um, so. It's it was kind of a bold move to release a Windows specific game like this, you know. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like in general, it kind of um, I don't know. I guess for for games for the computer at that time, I feel like I've seen better. Maybe I could be wrong. Well, no, I mean, in the in in the mid '90s, you had fucking Master of Orion one and two. You had fucking oh god, I mean, ugh. I mean, graphically speaking as well. Oh, yeah. No, this game is not the prettiest thing to look at in the world. But, I mean, I mean, sure, there are better games, but, I mean, this was... I, I, I dare say this is a fairly unique product because you had a lot of space strategy games that are more the 4X realm, which are more well, like... like Spaceward Ho and yeah, Stars and VGA Planets. And... Which are, again, more 4X-y. But this is much more, like you say, transport or, or railroad tycoon. Yeah, what was Spaceward Ho? I I know you can get that like on the iPad now, but I can't get it's it anywhere a very, else. It's a very, very light 4X. I think there's only two resources, energy and metal. Oh, uh, okay. And you use those to build more ships. I just remember fight. there was like there was like somebody on a rocket with a cowboy hat. Was, yeah. It was like yeah. yeah, and I'm like, wow, okay, I don't know what this is gonna be. Yeah, it but originally it, it looked, came out sorry, go ahead. Uh, it it just looked like it was not a very serious product. It was like, hey, it's a fun space game thing, but it looked board gamey, right? It Which is. Was okay. it's, also, it's also fairly serious because the AI is really cutthroat in that game. 
Uh, it, has, it has very good AI, if I recall correctly. Um, but yeah, that was... Um, it's like you have two ends of the spectrum back in like the mid-90s. You had, on one hand... Because like Quake was released in 1996. Well, Quake was groundbreaking, man. <laughs> I mean, you didn't have Bresner. Didn't that help usher in the early days of 3D acceleration? Yes. Command and Conquer Red Alert was released in 96. Which is no uglier than this. Yeah, but Quake was like the first 3D accelerated mainstream thing, because remember it was like GL Quake? Yeah, it was a huge deal back then. Like a massive fucking deal. Yeah, it was like, oh, sold a lot of voodoo cards. But I mean... Back in the mid-90s, you had, like, the opposite ends of the extreme. You had, on one end, you had Space Word O, which is, you had your two minerals, you moved ships between planets and took them over, doing, doing. And the other end, you had stars. Have you guys played stars? Nope. That is, oh, my God, that game is amazing. Uh, the only way you can play it today is if you actually run it in uh, Windows XP mode. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, so, you, oh, yeah, so, so it's basically, like, uh, the backward compatibility thing. Yeah, you can't just use the compatibility wizard in Windows on it. You actually have to download Windows XP mode oh, God, and run no. and run that, and then you run Stars. That's how crazy compatible incompatible this thing is. Mm. But that game so is also had, that game is also amazing. You also had Duke Nukem 3D that released that same year. Um, Civilization are, Two Zork. Well, okay. Civilization Warcraft Two. Did Civilization Two come out that year? Yeah, that was my first Civilization game. Phantasmagora, I... The Elder Scrolls Two. So it's easy to see. Unfortunately, looking at the other games that came out in that amazing that was an amazing year, wasn't it? Oh wait, Elder Scrolls Tomb Two Raider? was that Daggerfall, Tomb Raider, fucking yeah. Tomb Raider, Diablo. It's kind, of, it's kind of easy to see why this would get overlooked in that market. I mean. I mean, I remember I worked at an EB in in the win in the in the um, Christmas season of 1996, and that's when I bought Master of Orion two. That's the when other I bought here's my the other problem 2. is is 1996 was also a really good year for consoles and console yeah. gaming. Didn't the so didn't you, the PS two come out the year before? I mean, the PS one. Yeah, yes. come out and the year so before. You, you've got games like um, for the 64, for example. You got Star Wars: Shadows of the Empire. Yeah. Um, you even had Super Nintendo games that were being released. Killer Instinct Gold. So, are you, are, so are you uh, saying Twisted are... Metal for the PlayStation? So, I mean, that was a pretty heavy year. And so, you're saying that's why this game is probably largely forgotten because there are a lot of Lar- other... largely forgotten, but I think largely forgotten for maybe a few reasons. Well, I mean, it's very. It had really good mechanics. Don't get me wrong; it had very good mechanics, but I think it just was not for that year. Something that people were wanting to grab up. It was in tough company. So maybe you're thinking it should have come out a few years before when PC the PC audience was a little still more nichey and yeah, been maybe, I think, maybe I more think, maybe I would have left so. something up. Maybe like maybe ninety two, ninety three, uh, where there was even, less of even ninety four could have been a good year. Yeah, don't come out the same year as a Master of Orion product either that's 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 toughy no you're you're not wrong there but yeah i'll be honest i i remember seeing this game on the shelf and thinking no this is not something i want to play and i probably went to master of orion or whatever you know because 
This Maybe 94 looks... wasn't a good year because TIE Fighter was released in 94. Well, yeah, but, <laughs> but I, I mean, 93, you had Master of Orion, and 94, didn't you have Railroad Tycoon in 94? Yeah, Maybe? one of. One of? Um, one, two, anyway. three. There's several Railroad Tycoons. And then yeah. uh, also in 94, Master of Magic. Oh, um, God. You know, I mean, oh, yeah, God. there was heavy hitters, man. People are XCOM, still trying to... Because people are still trying to make Mastery Magic and yep, failing. Unsuccessfully. <laughs> so, yeah, XCOM was that year. There was just, oh, God, 94 was a crazy year. The mid I still think the mid-90s were some of the best years for gaming, still. Um, but well, there's yeah, a lot of fresh Doom ideas. 2 gets released. You know, you yeah. know what it was? Is, is that we had not yet locked in to there will only be three genres of games. There will yeah. be the RTS, the FPS and the MMO. This is all you can make, and, uh, you know, because that's Flash where the safe RPG, money is. Yeah. yeah. So, like, 94, King's Quest Seven also comes out from Sierra. Oh, oh my god. Oh, my god. I stopped playing King's Quest by that point, but, yeah, I'm I'm well aware <laughs> of that juggernaut. So, yeah, no, it's easy. You're right. Putting it into a historical perspective, it is kind of easy to see why this would have been uh, passed over for maybe more accessible titles at the time because you know consoles were showing people that gaming could be home home based gaming could be more accessible especially but you could also get that arcade experience um, that you could only previously get in an arcade um, but yeah there were also games coming out that were like Master of Orion two is much more accessible than this much 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 more accessible than this. Well, you know, I I have to wonder, in this era, because this is when 3D acceleration first happened, right? Yeah. That's where there was, like, a schism in PC gaming that was hurtful to PC gaming. You think so? Yeah, because once it became, like, high-end graphics cards that were, like, $300, you were a have or a have-not, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, everything's going to 3D. Um, Do you have one of those cards? No. Okay, well, you can play um, Wolfenstein 3D. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's that's basically it. Like there there is a huge limit that was put, because before then it was like we have to have a good video card, but you don't have to have a like an expensive 3D one with you know this mm. many shader pipes and the whatever. Um, that's when it made it more complicated than I think the average consumer wanted to deal with. Right? Well, the, I will agree. I don't remember a schism between the having and not having 3D because I remember there were still plenty of great games that weren't 3D accelerated or could be played fine without 3D acceleration. I remember the major problem being, um, do you get rendition? Do you get 3D effects? Do you get matrix? Do you get ATI? You know, know, there was no... Because there was no DirectX. That's why. Yeah. If this this game came out in 95, I think it would have probably been perfect. Because looking at 95, there's really not much on the PC market that came out in 95. I mean, there were some heavy hitters, but, like, three. So you had, like, what? Dark Forces, uh-huh. Descent. Oh, wow, okay, yeah. And Full Throttle. But you know what? People were still cruising, I think, on 95. At least I remember I was. People were still cruising on that Doom high. People were still playing the fuck the out of Doom. the expansion to Warcraft 2. Yeah. Yeah, what was that called? Uh, Tides of Darkness, or was that yes. the original one? No, I think the I think the expansion was Tides of Darkness. I, I but like, don't remember. 
But other than that, there really wasn't a lot of PC hitters like there but was 90, in previous years. Oh, Wing Commander 4. Mm, yeah. But, but 96. Yeah, like 93 through 98 was when like, did, holy fuck. When did Space Bucks hit? 94? 6. 90, 96. Oh, wait a minute. So if this came out in the Windows 95 era, why does the interface look like it's ripped right out of Windows 3? It's because it it's win- for Windows it's, three. It's for Windows three. It's a Windows three point X game, which uh, I do not, which I don't understand. I don't get that. It's that's not weird. It must have just been in development for quite some while. Uh, maybe I. I honestly they I didn't want to port it. Well, you know, it was like it's Windows ninety five in like ninety six, right? So uh, maybe they were just like, yeah, there's not a lot of people that are running that thing yet. But there I, I were, don't know. But there were. Well, I'm I'm saying like leading into, they were like, well, we're not yeah. going to develop for this thing because you know Windows ninety five had only probably been out like what under a year. Yeah, that's true. So it's like oh, un- unknown. Interesting. So Moby Games also has a list of their review scores from various publications at the time, and the review scores were fairly middling. Like Computer Gaming World gave it. Uh, 2.5 stars out of 5. Computer Games Magazine gave it 2.5 out of 5. Um, <laughs> who, who mauled it? Was it Johnny Wilson? Oh, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I could see that. Let me let me click on this. Yeah, you probably can't get to the review. No, I can you can't get, get to the, to the review. Re- um, I've got all the Computer see. Games Magazines on my on my desk here. Uh, oh, wait, I can click on read review. Why can I click on read review? Oh, it's going to an archive. Oh, wow. There's an Nifty. archive of it. Scott Udell. Remember that guy? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, he gave it a 2.5. 2. 5. Um, what was what yeah. was his beef? I'm, I'm, I'm looking for... <laughs> It's it's all too easy. It's all the best metaphor I can come up with for space bucks is juggling. There are a lot. There are not a lot of different things to do, but it's all too easy for things to get out of your control quickly. You spend most of your time tweaking routes and cargo loadouts process, a process that can get tedious. Dealing with manufacturing, but there's still on a variety of different things to do, as in say SimCity or capitalism. Uh-huh. Yeah, remember Capitalism? Yep. I love that game. Uh, yeah, apparently he recommends you play Capitalism instead of this. Which, you know what? If you don't have to deal with space, I could say the same thing. Not that this is a bad game, but Capitalism is the better game. It's de- it's definitely easier to grok. I think it's because it's much more terrestrial, maybe. Um, but that's kind of fascinating. I forgot the original Capitalism came out that early. You know? Oh, I forgot about this. Was there an Airbox game? Yeah, sure was. Because uh, apparently this is... So one, the, one review said, this is no Airbox. Like, oh, oh, so yeah. it's probably the same people. Let me see. Right. I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking. Because I wonder if that's... Sorry, folks, we meander on these things. Don't mind us. We're kind of staying on topic. Uh yeah, Airbox. Nineteen ninety two. Holy shit, nineteen ninety two. By Impressions Games. Oh my god. There you go. There you go. 
And how many how many airport tycoon games have there been since on every freaking console? There everywhere? are still airport tycoon. I I think I have three of them. Just they're on all Steam. terrible. <laughs> uh, Each one worse for, than the last. The reviews for Airbucks weren't that great either. Like the the best review for it was in Amiga Power. Oh my god! <laughs> See, these people didn't know what the hell they had back then. Uh, it was no, just like this game. Uh, this game's kind of middle of the road. It's like, yeah, you wait twenty years when you can't find that game. You'll be begging <laughs> for that middle of the road. Flight sim? Uh, what? We don't need dynamic campaigns anymore. Oh God, please give us dynamic campaigns. Um, you need a strong narrative. Yes. Yeah, I never played Airbucks. I mean, this I I for for years I didn't even touch strategy games. I was much more. I was all just. I was all about Sims and shit. Um. So yeah, I never even touched Airbucks. I completely forgot it existed. I remember seeing it in the store, but I never played it, obviously. Oh, impressions. I had no idea they went back that far. I had no idea they went... 1989? Yeah, me and impressions, we go way back. I had no idea impressions went back to 1989. Oh my god. Chariots of Wrath? What? Oh my god. Look at all these games. Tee off. What is what? Jesus Christ. Yeah, they made a lot of games. Oh my God. They made lots. Africa Core? What the? The final. What is some of this stuff? Oh, yeah, that's right. They uh, produced some of the. Uh, they like published the Rules of Engagement game, if I recall. Like they were a publisher for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. It was Interstell made it and Impressions published it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Air Force Commander? I never heard of that one, but that looks neat. So yeah, impressions is a very long line of stuff. Oh my goodness! Hey, so so here's a relevant thing since we're talking about old games, right? Do you remember? Sure. Um, I cannot remember what the name of the game was, but it was it was an uh, airplane game, but it was uh, kind of like a board game, right? So it was it was jet fighters from above, flight and commander. was that it? Flight commander. Okay. Yeah, that those that was uh, Avalon Hill, and uh, I forget the name of the uh, fuck. Um, but they also went on to do uh, Over the Reich. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, uh, Actung Spitfire. It's the same. Here, let me let me throw you one. You guys remember like the Aces over Europe games? And oh like God, that? yeah, Dynamics. Yeah. Fuck, Dynamics was the shit. But but here but oh, here's the yeah. thing, right? So think about it was Flight Commander. You said it was right. Yeah, oh, take big Flight time Commander. Soft- Take time Ta- software. That's their name. Okay, yeah. so take flight commander, mm-hmm. and then replace yeah. the the airplanes with X wings and Tie fighters and stuff. I'd play that. Yep, that's what I'm is, saying. Is that the miniatures game, or is that something? You just uh, that's very much the miniatures game. But uh, but I'm oh. saying they could do it in that form, right? Where you wouldn't have to do it with the rules of the miniatures game. You could just you know just be like, okay, well, you decide. How hard would, are you going to push the stick or you whatever? You know what? I'm surprised they haven't done that. That would be like an amazing iPad game. Can you yep. imagine that? That would be an amazing tablet game, that kind of well, thing. Well, you know, but they're getting $15 per TIE Fighter, right? So they don't want to <laughs> they don't want to uh, diminish the number of people that need their thing or whatever. But then again, it's Fantasy Flight, and Fantasy Flight has been known to actually embrace Tabletop Simulator by selling, you know, whatever. Really? So, yeah, man. So... That's pretty much the deal, right? It would be like, let me please officially play X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, you know, on mm. on the board <clears throat> game thing. But uh, Hunter and I have tried 
playing it, and we're just not good at tabletop simulator. It's it's a bit rough and frustrating. Oh right really? Now. Yeah. Um, it needs some love. Uh, basically, um, if you could turn the damn physics off so that things don't fall over, and then you know just make it so that things stick to each other. Like I want to stick this piece to the end of the ruler. That but isn't one it. isn't one of the selling points of that game is that you can flip the table in a fit of, ma- yeah, a fit of madness? Like, uh, right. Like I, I would play with you never again if you did that. So <laughs> in real life and in the game, exactly. But no, I mean it's like it's cool, right? But I can right. see it being a lot more for like other games. It's it's not well suited to like games that are played on a map. I don't oh. feel it's it's cool. Like if you want to play, I I don't know. I don't even know what, because everything that I've messed with there has been a little bit frustrating. Um, but the X-Wing game, it's got a lot of potential, man. It's it's just like, it's stuff like, okay, this shit's all over the table. Well, we're going to play with like a few things, so I want to set them off to the side. Oh, shit, they fell into Infinity, because I moved them off the table. And it's like, oh, really? Wow. Yeah, it's just stuff like that, right? Like, mm, you know, it's it's just weird. It's It just feels like a very half-baked product at this point. But it's got um, so much potential because it could it could be done right. right. But anyway, but well, the, uh, go on, if oh, you look sorry. at the DLC that's there or not DLC the uh, the Steam Workshop thing, yeah. If it, it, it just you know not right now, but at some point, go look at Tabletop Simulator's Workshop and look at the Star Wars stuff. It will just blow your mind. Like, hmm. yeah, uh, they—it's the miniatures game. Like every miniature from the miniatures game reproduced in perfect detail. The if, oh. if the physics in that thing were just not making it such a bitch to play, then we would be playing that like on the regular. I still think we need to tough it out one time, Hunter. Just, just, just to do it. I'm game. It's your game. All right, I'm game. Anyway. So, yeah, that's it. Okay, well, we've been talking almost two hours, and I think we hit all the major points we wanted to. So, uh, folks, I want to thank you for tuning in uh, this week. Next week, we're going to be talking, uh, what is it, Fringes of the Empire? I think we're talking next week. We can talk about my chess review. (laughs) We could talk uh, about it. (laughs) Yeah, next week we're going to... Sorry, I think I hit like every major point that pisses me off with current reviews with that thing. I don't know. Did you read it, Brian? If, if no, not, you know, oh, okay, I didn't. No, it was just like it, I hit every trope of game reviewing in this shitty two-star review that I gave Chess because it only comes with one map and there's no DLC and yeah, you know, like all the things. So, so, yeah. so what would? How would you review the most dangerous game? Uh, what's the most dangerous game? Is that when when they like put iced tea in the woods and when try man to hunt him? hunts man? That's yes, the most dangerous. That, that was iced tea. <laughs> yeah. How would you review the most dangerous game? Uh, probably from very far away. I would review it from a distance. I mean, there's only one map, and uh, and you only have and you know you're you're very limited as to where you can go and what you can do. And... <laughs> Do I get to play as Ice T though? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Would you want to? Can I be the Maybe. Ice Cube in your Ice T? Uh, you're just gonna melt. That's uh, I don't know. Somehow this <laughs> show's gone straight out of Compton. Anyway, folks, uh, next week we're gonna have uh, the developer of Fringes of the Empire 
on. And uh, later this week, if you're tuning in early enough, uh, our multiplayer night is being moved just this week from Thursday to Friday because there are three fucking birthdays this week. I know, right? Like, like a like, lot. Like, Jim, your wife is on Wednesday. Hunter, you're on Thursday, and my girlfriend is also on Thursday. So in the entire year we've been doing this, we have not had to move a multiplayer madness night except for this week. So on Friday night, Friday afternoon, evening, whatever, wherever you are, at 5.30 Pacific, we're going to be tackling X-Wing Alliance again. Uh, Great news, Ace! Oh, God. Oh, God. That's awesome. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, I hated that robot so fucking much. I hated him so. You've got mail, Ace. Oh, shut up. Just yeah. Shut up. So, uh, Hunter, were you able to figure out how to get the multiplayer stuff? See, we were reading, Brian, in your absence, we were reading behind your back um, about getting the campaign to work in co-op multiplayer in that game. In fact. And uh, then there's a guy that has done like a perfect port of TIE Fighter over to it and also brought the original X-Wing game in and also the X-Wing versus TIE Fighter balance of power campaign has what? been ported over. Yeah. What? Yeah. Wow. So we, That's uh, amazing. Yeah. So we, we were reading it. It's like and, a conversion mod. Huh. And does, yeah, it work I, in mul- does it work in multiplayer? Well, yeah. That was we're, the point. we're working on it. Can you imagine if you could do the minefield mission from TIE Fighter in multiplayer? Like, one person would have to be the guy who cleared the minefield, and the other two players would be like, yeah, this guy's not ro- Listen, this guy's not loyal. <laughs> Take him down. That'd be funny, I think. Anyway. Yeah. I think it- we're losing our mind, folks. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's, um, uh, it, it seems like an interesting hack but we haven't actually tried to play it yet. And I don't know if we want to dare like this close to the show to get in there right, and screw around with weekend. it. Yeah, yeah we'll do it weekend. on the weekend. Let's do it on the weekend. I'm going to be around this weekend because the girlfriend's out doing shit, so I'll be around if y'all want to do that. Dig it. Um, but anyway, folks, thank you so much for uh, listening to this podcast. That covered a l- We covered a lot tonight, you guys. I mean, not only did we, we hit our main topic, we hit a lot of other topics, and we kept it kind of sort of focused good job we're getting better at this after 133 shows <laughs> and i helped yeah you, you you hunter you coming back you're really the linchpin to uh to 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 keep you're really the 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 finger in the dike as it were to keep <laughs> hey. it, well i don't know if she it, wants it but you know we'll keep, see uh with that folks we're gonna call it tonight thank you for listening <laughs> Thank you for uh, listening and watching, and we'll see you next week with Fringes of the Empire. Have a good one. Bye-bye. We are out.